stream in like 10 minutes because I woke up and then how was your weekend it was good I woke up five minutes ago I woke up about I woke up at seven but I I fell back asleep mm. I'm not on the, the 7 a.m. grime because my mother had me sleeping in her basement with no windows so like my conception of time, dude. I never will ever sleep in a base. I hate sleeping in a basement. You have no because I'm I sleep with the window open. Like if you saw here, I have like a massive double window that I just sleep with it wide open. Damn, like not obviously open, <laughs> but like the blinds, the blinds drawn. Like oh 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 I, yeah I meant, yeah. yeah I realized after I said that that <laughs> I it sounded like I just slept with fucking cold air coming in yeah yeah but let's get right into today's episode we'll be talking about the Oklahoma City Thunder a legit playoff team Josh Giddy Giddy up boy we'll talk some NBA trade deadline news as well as Nikola Vucevic goddamn sign that man to a contract. And then we're going to also – Matt McClung to the dunk contest. A few other things that were stupid. Not stupid, but, you know, Matt McClung joining the NBA dunk contest. I think that's a good starting point, so I actually want to start there. Matt McClung is a the first G League player of all time. You guys might know – if you're watching the show, you obviously know who Matt McClung is. Matt McClung – Went to Georgetown, then he went to Texas Tech. He was better at Texas Tech than he was at Georgetown. He basically was known as a guy in high school as a dunking phenom. He was all over the, you know, if he had a phone and, you, you know, like you, you know who Matt McClung was. He was tearing stuff up. What are your thoughts that Matt McClung is going to be participating in the All-Star Weekend. I just see it as a way that nobody wants to do the All-Star Weekend. <laughs> and they literally had to go down to the G League and convince somebody. Damn, I, I didn't even I didn't even ponder with that. I, I just... Hey, I, they talk about it all the time. Nobody wants to do the dunk contest anymore. Yeah, they're scared. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's a good point. I kind of chalked it up to... Well, when it first dropped, I had to do a double take. I, I couldn't believe my eyes. Like, a Chile player, Mac, and Mac McClung. Like, all right. I, I like it a lot just because he's an exciting player, and maybe this will get him a contract. But <laughs> could you imagine if the next, like, the last, the fourth dude is a G League player as well? Like, I'd be flabbergasted. I wouldn't even know what to think. Have there been suggestions who will be the fourth dude? Have you I have anything? no idea. I just job so first for people who didn't grow up in the same way I saw the dunk contest growing up for me the dunk contest was like Nate Robinson Dwight Howard you know like that was the first couple dunk contests I saw then you have the Blake Griffins and Blake Griffins they were always starting to get cheesy I think the last good one was the Aaron Gordon versus Zach Levine right yeah was that it was that it was that like last year no I feel like that was a few years ago but I'm trying to I'm trying to think of who was last year Jalen and should did uh, Himido Diallo or was that a few years ago? I don't even watch the dunk contest yeah, anymore. Right. I don't watch the dunk contest. It's bad. 
And that's why I think, because the other thing is, is I remember I watched a video a few years ago, the problem with the dunk contest and why, A, you said it first, people don't want to do it because they don't want to get hurt. No one's really gotten hurt burned during their dunk contest. But the other thing is, it's lame, okay? It's not cool anymore because everyone's done every dunk that's ever existed. There are no more dunks to be done. Does that make sense? Well, there's got to be some dunks that haven't been done. Well, I feel like every dunk's been done, and then the rest of the ones, it's just like you got to be able to execute, but they're hard. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I just think Matt McClung being here, like, obviously it's cool. Matt McClung was, that's how he got famous for the dunk, so that's cool. But you're telling me you couldn't convince Samito Diallo or, like, he rejected. Like, you're telling me there's, like, other, like, Obi Toppin was there last year, didn't Oh, yeah, last year was Obi Toppin. And he won? I think so. Huh. I don't fucking know, dude. I don't watch the dunk contest. That shit sucks. Well, Jay Hillary Green was in it. I remember watching it. Maybe I only watched Jalen Green's part. I don't know. Was Jalen Green actually we, in it? Yeah. We were doing the show, right? So... I guess I had no no reason to. Really no, we weren't doing we weren't doing the show when we yeah. did this. So, so I'll watch it this year, but yeah, no, yeah. it's it's definitely interesting to to see at the very least. But I I don't know. I'm just I just think it just show it goes to show that I I want the NBA. I don't even care for the NBA three point contest. You see the stories of Larry Bird and all these people like from back in the day. I wish I could just be there where there's actual competitiveness in the all-star game. And I understand that no one wants to get hurt. It's fun. Like, if you're not going to be competitive, let's like do like, let's have them be smoking weed or something like, (laughs) and then playing basketball. (laughs) Puff, puff, pass. And then they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Puff, puff, pass. You do a 360 and you have to take a half court shot. Who makes it first wins. Half court shot sounds cool. My, my least favorite is the skills competition. I always hate those. Bruno, where are you from again, buddy? You're from Spain or Portugal, right? Portugal? Oh, afternoon. Afternoon, that's what I'm saying. Because I, I, he was he was from Europe. But let's Damn, move. and he and he's an active chatter of the show. Yeah, dude, that means it's like, oh, well, he's probably getting ready for his evening when he watches us. It's like midnight usually. But let's get into the next aspect of this. Did you want to go Nikola Vucevic or Josh Giddy? I guess Josh Giddy. Right, did you watch that game last night, baby? Or have you watched any of the past four or five games of this man? Yeah, I saw that Thunder Bulls game on Friday. Oh yeah, I should have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's sad for you, but but for Josh Giddy, okay. The whole thing, I think so. If you looked at Josh Giddy's to start this for the season, like before this little run, you were like, oh, Josh Giddy's having the same exact season as he was having last year. And yeah, he basically was, but I think he had hit the uh, the sophomore wall. He had a sophomore slump to start the season. But then the last month, like since Christmas till now, Josh Giddy can't be stopped. Not only the passing, the rebounding, the three-point shots falling. I think over the last 10 games, he's an 18-point, seven for seven, two steals a night, like ridiculous stout line. And... Any questions of Shea and Josh Giddy not being able to coexist because they're both ball dominant are gone. Because having Josh Giddy there allows you to play Shea off ball. But now Josh having a shot allows 
Josh to play off ball of Shea. And just imagine this lineup when Check comes back, because now you have Josh Giddy, Shea, Lou Dort. All right. Like that J Dub, Jalen Williams. Because people forget Jalen Williams was a point guard who grew to 6'6. What is your thoughts on Josh Giddy? I mean, yeah, Giddy up. He's he's dropped 20 points in three straight games. They took down Brooklyn last night, and then that they was took insane. Down the Bulls, and then they I know took it was down Philly, around. and then they lost one point to or to uh, Miami. So they're on a three-game win streak, and yeah, they're. I mean, they have to be one or two games below 500. And Josh Giddy's got three straight 20 pointers, so he's having a great year. In general, he's a really good basketball player. He was very annoying. Dropped like 25 on my head Friday night. I, mean, I, I just – I don't even know. I know DeMar was out, but I, I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I, I think Shea only had like only 21 points, and it was crazy I don't, when we lost. We were down like 18 when I got to my friend's house. So, so yeah, all right. I guess the Thunder are legit. Good for them. Good for Giddy. Okay, so at this point, do you think this is a team that should be trying to make it to the playoffs? Is this a playoff team or is this a playing team? Well, I think they're a playing team, but yeah, the I think the mindset should always be to win. You want to establish that culture, and I think they'll fall just short, just because I mean the West is loaded. If they were in the East, we'd probably have a different conversation. But the West is so loaded. I want to see what their record would be in the East. Okay, You'd, they'd be top ten. Uh, right now, they are currently what is it like twenty and twenty three. They are – I'm blanking on this. The Thunder are – 21 and 23. 21 and 23. They would be right now between the 8th and ninth seed. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. They would be They would be firmly in the hunt. And, I mean, right now they're technically only one game away from the 10th spot. And this is where it gets interesting. Because the West right now – the Thunder are technically one spot away from the eighth seed, but also one spot away from the tenth seed. That's weird, right? Yeah. Like, like, look at this. Like, the Thunder are right here. They very well. I mean, clearly they do not play their conference well. For audio listeners, can you tell me who number eleven is? The Suns are. <laughs> the Suns are the 11th seed at 21 and 23, and then the the Lakers are the 13th seed. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. But obviously, Josh Giddy is a huge part for this. But do you think this team's going to still blow it up at some point? There's there isn't really anything to blow it up. Well, not blow it up, blow it up. Sorry, sorry. Sit it down. I forgot they don't because the uh, Thunder uh-huh. don't blow stuff up, but you, they sit people. Like will will Shay will Josh? I don't know if Josh will, but do you think Shay or one of the other guys will suffer a mysterious hamstring injury? Uh, I don't have because they said they'll do that anytime soon. Because it's been said that they don't want to be a playing team. Like that's their big thing is that like they're they rather continue tanking than being a playing team. So they yeah. said. A year in the summer, Sam Presti said, if we're still tank, if we're a playing team, like if we get to the trade deadline and we're a playing team, then we're going to reverse course and develop uh, youth, was what they said. Uh, but if we're firmly in the playoff hunt, 
then we won't. So my assumption is, and he didn't say playing term. He said games that mattered is the way he said it. If the by the trade deadline, there's still games that mattered, which people are like probably means better than a playing seed. You know, they're, they're doing that right now. Their only veteran on the team is Mike Muscala. So I don't. I you, think that's you mean, hot Carl, air. you mean the white Carl Anthony Towns? Yeah, I, I think that's hot air. I think if if the Oklahoma City Thunder have the ability to play in the tournament, I think they'll do that. That's that's good experience for these young guys. Imagine Ooh, the Thunder know. become the number one team in the West next season. These guys would be like, Ooh, "We've never been here before. Let's go choke it up." Yeah, I think when you look at a at but ah, oh, dude, it's so hard to think. At this point, there's because you only get a fourteen percent chance if you get the first overall pick. It's a horrible, it, measly chance. I know. And at this point, I want the Hornets or the Spurs to win. You like the lottery? Hornets. The Horn, dude. I imagine want the Chicago Bulls to win. No, Lamelo Ball with Vic, or would you rather have like Greg Popovich? Lamelo Ball, Demar Derozan, Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic. Okay, you're me. just a, you're just that's like me. Okay, I want the Washington Wizards. The guy, I want the, I want the Orlando Magic. I want the. Uh, yeah, definitely. No, I want the Charlotte Hornets over the. No, okay, a team that isn't your team. That a team that isn't your team. Well, I just want the record to show. I, I want Bulls then Rockets to get the number one seed. But if I had to venture outside of that i'd probably go just the spurs spurs yeah wouldn't it be cool to have greg popovich with vic like just give greg just one more hall of fame player to give it yeah just one uh bruno you heard that comment i said the white carl anthony towns when you're talking about mike muscala i was like oh they have the white carl anthony towns that's disrespectful to mike muscala (laughs) (laughs) that was a good that was a good response um so Nikola Vucevic, I don't know how to put this down. Okay, so I'm an Orlando Magic fan, and I've always mm-hmm. I, I have a sweet spot for Vooch in my heart. But I'm very aware what Vooch is. Okay, can you win a championship with Vooch? Yes, but he would have to be the fourth option. You know, I think. And I, I in like after a game like tonight, I don't know if that statement is true because Vooch in 39 minutes had 43 points. 18 for 31, 5 for 10 from 3, 13 points, 4 assists, and 4 steals. And Vooch is averaging 17.5 points and 11 rebounds, 38% from 3, 52% from the field. Vooch is having an incredible season that nobody is talking about. And he how they beat the Warriors. They dicked the Warriors. For the first time since 2019. But first off, let's talk about the fact that, like, part of the reason why – Vooch was so dominant against the Warriors was they just couldn't get a rebound over him. Yeah. But Vooch is on a tear right now. I don't know. I, this is the Vooch that looks like the Vooch that you guys traded for. He's better than the Vooch you guys traded for, arguably. <laughs> he dropped 43 last night. I, no, but efficiency. Just look at his numbers. Yeah, I know. I just – it's hard to even fathom. Nicole What's your thoughts? Finished. What's your thoughts? Forty-three ever for us. I. <laughs> it's crazy. He's been really good recently. I, I think a guy like Vooch, the stats don't show up on a night-to-night basis, but in reality, he's super that that big oaf. Look at him, fucker. <laughs> when he's when he's, Vooch. Balling, he's good for us. Vooch. 
and we got to play more through him and the injuries to Lonzo and now DeMar, they, they force us to do such. So I'm enjoying it. And we really needed it yesterday. We were playing the Golden State Warriors, and we haven't beaten them in six years at home. No, I think in general it was six years. So I actually do believe that this team, the Brooklyn Nets, not, not, not the Brooklyn Nets, but the Chicago Bulls are a team that I'm not going to put them up with the Brooklyn Nets or the, the Bucks or the Celtics of the East, but the Bulls are a team that I think they could do a mini Boston Celtics turnaround. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like a turnaround the Celtics had last year is unheard of and should not be expected really to happen again. But I think the Bulls are a team that over the last few weeks, I feel like they've done a relatively good job at turning you know their fortunes around. The Bulls are currently over the last 10 games, 5-5. Five and five. Nothing insane, but they're 16-13 in conference play, and they're only – like, we're not going to talk about how many games back they're from first place, but the sixth seed, okay? They're five games away from being the sixth seed. So this is a team that's a five-game win streak from completely turning their season around. Yeah, we need a we need a fat win streak. We need DeMar to come back. Levine's done a great job, too. I'm still hopeful Lonzo comes back. I, I know he dunked. He said that they said he's still a while away from coming back. But yeah, I mean, we need we need all the help we can get. When you lose to teams like Washington and Oklahoma and back to back games, it's it's not necessarily. Ideal. We're talking about Washington's a good team. Teacher. Um, so. All right. Speaking of the, the the Golden State Warriors, have you heard the writings on the wall? Yeah, I made a video on it last night. It's such a uh, stupid tweet. Mine? Yeah. What was oh, uh, what is this mean in Warriors terms? I'm asking for a friend. I'm asking for a Warriors fan. Edge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I meant you, bitch. You could have answered that, you fucking weeb. <laughs> but over here, the writings on the wall for Draymond Green. What is your initial thoughts of that and why? This fucker still wants a max contract at 33 years old, giving me seven points a night. I mean, tough titties, Dre. I'm sorry, but tough it really does seem like the writing's on the wall. It, it, it does seem like he's going to be the odd man out. Even if they want to make the money work, it seems like they're going to. I, I It sucks. I don't know. I'll take one more ring. And uh, I'll appreciate Dre every for, for everything he did, but it doesn't make it easier. My question is, is do you think what is Draymond's worth? Is he going to be a guy getting 20, 30 million? I mean, I'm fine with his contract right now if it means he stays. So like 25, 26. And... Where do you – because I think Draymond Green, I talked about this with Luke, that Draymond Green's kind of like Marcus Smart, that I feel like Draymond Green's most value, like the best best version of Draymond Green is always going to be on the Golden State Warriors. Like no one else is going to be able to reproduce that. But my question is, is what teams do you think will be able to utilize Draymond Green correctly? (laughs) Uh, nobody. I mean, 
you got to play through Steph. So, you, I, because I maybe see the Mavs, maybe Charlotte. No, I don't think Charlotte. I think Clippers, Boston, Los Angeles, maybe. I would be so upset if Dre goes to Boston. Boston. No, he would. He would never go to Boston. But like, let's say, let's say this is just hypothetical. This is how Luke and I talked about it. We said, Luke, I was like, you know what? Players could switch teams, and they would like be able to play like each other's roles. You, Marcus Smart and Draymond Green. That's so gross. But you agree that right? They could both swimmers. Who's better? I'm not even going to entertain that thought in my brain. Who's better, Marcus Smart or Draymond Green? I'm going to go with uh, the four-time champ, Draymond Green. (laughs) (laughs) That's just me, though. That's just me, though. (laughs) And so with Draymond, do you think Draymond could meet up with our man, Chris Middleton, who might be a guy who's potentially – Leaving the Milwaukee Bucks and form a super team? Are Chris Middleton and Draymond Green about to form a super team in Los Angeles or in Las Vegas? Yeah, they, Seattle. I don't know. Writing could be on the wall. That would be that would, interesting, though. That would be absurd, dude. That would be absurd. <laughs> I would hate that. Just give him a top three pick. Mm-hmm. In the expansion draft, and give them Dre and Chris Middleton, and let them cook. <laughs> let them cook. They don't know what's good for them. Now let's move on to another topic, and that topic will be: which trade news would you want to talk about first? Let's just go through all of them, my good friend. We're gonna talk about Damian Lee's trade value. Damian Lee, who the fuck would want that guy? Well, all right, fine. We'll just do Jay Crowder and John Collins. And- Mike yeah, Conley is stepping up to the plate, and he's got some trade value for you. What That's are your awesome. thoughts? The Los Angeles Clippers – oh, goddamn, Ooh. add. Los Angeles Clippers are interested in acquiring Mike Conley. Mike Conley's making, I believe, around $23, 24000000 million last time I checked. And when you look at this, who could – the Los Angeles Clippers offer in a deal to the Utah Jazz that they might be interested in. Now, when you look at the current salary situation for the Jazz and the Clippers, the Jazz probably just want to trade Mike Conley, maybe attach like Taylor Horn Tucker, but 22.6 or $23 million you need. And then you go over to Los Angeles, the Clippers have – who could they get? Who could they send? Obviously, Norman Powell's not going to be part of that. Do you send Marcus Morris making 16.3? Robert Covington making 12.3? Do you do a deal? Robert Covington and Re- Reggie Jackson. That's enough. And you can get yourself Mike Conley. Or do you do a deal of Nick Batum with Luke Kennard? Or do you do a deal of John Wall packaged with Marcus Morris? What are, what are your thoughts here? What deal sounds correct and why? I don't like any of those for the Clippers' sake, but, I mean, they're desperate right now, or they're getting – I should say they're getting close to desperate. I would probably go with Rocco. It seems like he's kind of more on the outwards. Amir Coffee's nice, too. Not to trade him, but if you give up Rocco. Um, 
I don't like the idea of trading Reg Jackson, to be honest with you. But he hasn't been good this year. Yeah. So, and now they've benched him, but that's my whole thing. Like, just who? Because let's pull up the the Clippers roster and the Clippers. Because I just want to see who the like statistically who the Clippers are playing regularly. Okay, because they play everybody. That's the fucked up part about the Clippers is they play fucking everybody. So you don't know who's actually expendable. Because like the guys really expendable off this list is like listen to this: Paul George, thirty four minutes; Kawhi Leonard. 30 minutes. Marcus Morris, 30 minutes. Zubak, 29 minutes. Reggie Jackson, 27. Norman Powell, 25. Terrence Mann, 20, 22. John Wall, 22. Luke Kennard, 22. Nick Batum, 21. Um, almost 22. Robert Covington, 17. And that's 11 players already. And then Amir Coffey, 14. And then you get to Musa Diabate, Brandon Boston, and Jason Preston. So this is a team that plays 12 guys. So really, the bottom of the rotations: Robert Covington, Amir Coffey, Nick Batum, and Luke Kennard. That's their 9 through 12. So you'd argue those are the guys that they'd be willing to trade, but at the same time you're like, well, you know, half of those guys are their arguably some of their best three point shooters. So I don't know if they'd want to trade their best three point shooters. You know, how do they even get Mike Connolly? Why, why, why is he worth a second? Because they don't they don't have a point guard. They don't have a pure point guard like John Wall's. No, also, I I very much understand why Los Angeles wants Mike Connolly. Oh, the, the Jazz, the Jazz. You're saying why the Jazz want to do this? Yeah. So the thought behind this is the Jazz are blowing it up. The Jazz with every yeah, game they – They're going to get better. Who are they? The, the <laughs> Jazz the Jazz are basically – I mean, maybe they aren't blowing it up, but, you know, I think what they're thinking is if they can get extract a young guy from – Clippers. Have to be like Terrence Mann or. My assumption is, or... is you do a deal surrounding again. Let's go back to the salaries. I would love to get if I was the Jazz. I would love to take Terrence Mann, even Amir Coffee, Brandon Boston, maybe Jason Preston, off their hands. But we need twenty three million dollars to salary match this. So the easiest deal right here, but I don't see them trading Norman Powell, Marcus Morris. So your assumption is. Okay, if they do a deal of Luke Kennard, Robert Covington, and they throw in either Terrence Mann or BJ Boston, you're like, okay, that's going to bring the deal to about 25 million or 25 to, you know, yeah, about $25 million. So if you're, you can do that deal straight up, or you can ask Utah, okay, if we're sending you three players, Utah, we would like you to send us Mike Conley plus. I don't even know. Maybe they throw in like Saban Lee. And I, I know Saban Lee's not on this team. I mean, Leandro Balmaro. I don't, you know, it's just, it, it's interesting to see how this plays out because I don't know what's the right call. What, like, what's the best? What's your thought? Uh, yeah, they're going to have to do, I mean, I guess. They'll have to get creative, and at the end of the day, they'll. Although it's not like it, it's still possible, I guess. I don't think Terrence Mann should be traded, but Reggie Jackson, twenty-seven, seven, and eight in that playing game last year, the second one. So it's kind of tough to get rid of him this year, but he's he's not doing well, so he he might be on the outs. I like the idea a lot of Mike Conley in in Los Angeles, so. 
No, it makes sense. It makes sense to think about it. So let's move on to another thing. Jakob Perder drawing a lot of trade interest. And a few weeks ago, I made a video saying that we should, you know, uh, like, look, when you look at this situation, oh, we also had a a Twitch commenter. It's always interesting to see when Twitch gets some, because I don't check our Twitch numbers. <laughs> we just stream on Twitch so I could have it on the, the website. But when we look at this Jakob Pertl, they want two first round picks. We heard a deal that it was James Wiseman offered straight up for Jakob Pertl. And then the Spurs counter offered the Warriors saying, okay, we're kind of interested in that deal, but you got to attach a first round pick with James Wiseman. We want Wiseman a first round pick. Pertl's been all over the place. We've heard a series of teams. I personally think with every passing game that they've convinced Pertl to stay, that he'll test free agency and he'll come back. Thoughts? I don't. I don't buy it. You don't, I don't buy it now. What's he gonna come off the bench when they get Vic? Maybe. He One seems, thing he seems ecstatic about testing free agency. So, I, mean, but I think the Spurs, a team will woo him. Yeah, like Golden State. The Toronto Raptors. I don't know. I I feel like this is just an interesting situation because when you look at it, is this a team that oh, I because they've done such a good job of retaining free agents. We like, can we agree on them? Like people always want to stay in San Antonio. Say Murray didn't, but. Maybe he signed an extension. Yeah, all right, fine. Yeah, you're right. And they only traded him because they they basically, from our understanding, is also we, we got to talk about Jaden Hivey, Jaden not Jaden Hivey, Jaden Hardy he had a breakout <laughs> game last night. But I I wanted to say that like I think the Spurs do a good job of retaining people. Maybe they talk with them. They're like, hey, you can test free agency. Check out the offers, and if you don't find, you t- tell us what you're getting offered, and we'll match it. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, Keldon and Vassell's breakout seasons certainly help. I mean, he's still relatively young. Yeah. It's all possible. I'm sure regardless, he's interested in San Antonio. Yeah, I mean, that's somewhere you've lived. You don't want to move on from it. But, hey, let's talk about a guy who is kind of having a breakout is breaking out for the Dallas Mavericks, and he was a top pick. And he was a guy that I'll talk about in a second in the sense that I'll read you guys off what I had written about him heading into the NBA draft, what I thought about him. I said he was a guy that I thought would could sneak into being a late lottery pick of some sort. Not late lottery pick or a late first-round pick. That didn't happen. And I believe the Dallas Mavericks ended up getting it to themselves the steal of the draft, and that is Jane Hardy. Jane Hardy had a career night last night. To be exact, you want to hear what career night it was? Jane Hardy scored 25 points against the Trailblazers on 8 of 17 field goal you know, attempts, 3 of 10 from 3, 6 for 9 from the free throw line without a turnover. He produced 1.563 points per possessions in his performance. He continued to get to the rim and knock down some catch-and-shoot jumpers. And this was him. He earned playing times with the Mavericks and has taken advantage of it since, scoring 15 points twice. And it's pretty cool. Shout-out also Grant Aviseth, 
of basketball, DallasBasketball.com and NBAanalyst.net. And Jaden Hardy was a guy that if we go back to the 2022 NBA draft, he was a guy that part of the reason why he went in the second round was due to the fact that two-thirds of his season in the NBA G League Ignite, which we all agree is a terrible program for for prospects to go into because it doesn't develop you or anything along those lines. I had Jaden Hardy as top 20 player in my draft class in 13 games last year in the G League. He averaged 21.2 points, four rebounds, four assists, but almost four turnovers a game with three blocks and 1.2 steals per game. But for me, Hardy, obviously he's not really – my type of guy that I draft, but he was this dog, hard-nosed man who's smaller, score first, not the best defender, but he's got this microwave energy in him. And I know Hardy coming into the draft, he had some real athletic limitations that would cause some issues defensively, meaning his margin for error is somewhat minimal because of these factors. But for Hardy, I thought he had NBA talent, and obviously he needed to improve his defensive effort and his attention to detail, which he has, and it's shown how much better NBA G League programs are than the G League Knights. And to be successful, he's shown that he can be an NBA player who can stick in the rotation by improving his shot selection and his decision-making. And there, he's adjusted his mindset. He's showing his craftiness with his technical ball-handling skills that allow him to find these, you know, these, these lanes to get to the basket or to pass the ball. And he's really working beyond this microwave score level that, you know, is kind of on the Jordan Poole, Tyler Hero wavelength that he shows potential of. And Hardy does have that real upside in his game. And that was part of the reason why I thought he was a first round pick. Now he's showing that ability to create a shot and the upside in terms of vision. So I think it's a really good player you got. We got right here if you're a Dallas Mavericks fan due to the fact that he, he's a good basketball player. What, what are your thoughts of Jaden Hardy? Yeah, the career outlook's looking good. He is a microwave. He's a permanent monster. He can definitely score. It's not necessarily efficient this year, but it's fine. He's young. I think Dallas got a good one. I think second rounders will be the best one. Yeah, I think he's a steal job. I mean, before the season, he was the pick with Simone Fontecchio, where I said if I had to choose someone that was not a first-round pick or expected to be a rookie of the year, I said Jane Hardy was the best bet to be the Malcolm Brogdon of this draft class. It's, it's interesting if you if you could – if there's, like, betting odds on him being – I wouldn't be surprised if he was in the top five rookie ladder at the end of the year. In fact, he probably will. Probably will. I wouldn't be surprised either. If they play him, I guess, is the, the contingent. I think Jada Hardy's been getting more and more playing time with every week that passes, though, it seems like. Yeah. And because right now, if you look at Jane Hardy over, I want to pull up his ESPN stats for the season. He was only playing 11 minutes a night, but over the eight, last eight games, he's been playing 17 minutes a night, 47% from the field almost. Almost 35% from three, 75% from the free throw line, two rebounds and assists a night with 10 points. And his, that's just over the eight last games. He's up to 10 points a night compared to six and a half for the season. So, obviously, scoring ability, we're seeing it there. And for me, I think it's definitely something fun to watch. I mean, the guy's talented. I just, I just think it comes down to, hey, let's – Keep feeding him the ball, obviously, you know, and seeing what the, the rook can do. 
Now, we kind of talked Bulls already. Did you want to talk about Bulls being quiet at the deadline? I don't think that's really that important. You? Yeah. Uh, let's move over here. And this will be a quick because we talk about this man every single day. But information has came out on him. And actually, we'll, we'll talk about that one in a second. John Collins and his trade. But let's talk about the, the 76ers. The 76ers right now are talking the fact that potentially – the six, or not potentially, the Sixers are expected to trade Furkan Korkmaz and or Jaden Springer to avoid the luxury tax. They're currently $1.2 million over the luxury tax, and Furkan Korkmaz makes about $5.5 million. Jaden Springer makes like $1.9 combined. They're like $7.5 million they make. So arguably, they could trade for someone that is $6.3 million like salary and be so and get somebody one player back and still be under the luxury tax what is your thoughts for concord Moss, he's been there for a while just a good shooter jane springer never really got an opportunity i joked around and said why don't they trade for concord Moss and jaden springer to the 76ers for cam reddish it actually works out perfect cam reddish 5.9 jane springer screams tom thibodeau and for concord Moss gives him a shooter what are, what are your thoughts right there i thought that was the easiest thing i could think of uh i don't think Philadelphia is interested in a trade like that. This, I mean, they're rolling. They're top seed. I don't think they're going to bring in a guy like Cam Reddish. It's pretty risky. So Really? Vetoed. Yeah. Vetoed. Denied. Denied. Okay, so jumping around here, if we, we go to salaries, okay, and NBA player salaries, we go over to the 6.3 range. Now – Who's making 6.3? They can go get themselves Justin Holiday, Josh Giddy, Rui Hachimura, Rudy Gay, Javon Carter, Shaden Sharp, Cameron Payne, Otto Porter, Cam Reddish, Cam Johnson, Ricky Rubio, Kelly and Hayes, PJ Washington, Jonathan Kaminga, Pat Connington, Tyler Hero, Romeo Langford, Dyson Daniels, JaVale McGee, Kendrick Nunn, Franz Wagner, Camilo Diallo. Do you trade for Concorkmas and Jaden Springer for Himido Diallo or Corey Joseph? I think you do Franz Wagner. I mean, the money works. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't even know. This is so minuscule to me. I, I have no idea. I suppose a team, a, a more so contender, would be interested in Korkmaz's shooting and maybe a younger team on Jaden Springer. So, I, they they should be able to dish these guys out. I don't. I think this would be a measly, like Mike Muscala and return esque trade. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's for kind of Coke, Kirk, Madison, Jaden Springer. I don't know. I just I think it's not a bad team and interesting to see. There was just some information that came out about Nerlens Noel. And yeah, that the Pistons, it just came out right here. I'll show you. Pistons are not likely to move uh, Al Burks, basically. And that Boyan Bogdanovich is going to cost them, at the very least, a first unprotected first round pick. And then the other thing is right here, they're saying. The Miami Heat, Denver Nuggets, and Dallas Mavericks are the most engaged teams in 
talks for Nerlens Noel. And Sadiq Bay's available for pennies. No, Detroit has not made it seem like. Bay's oh available. yeah. <laughs> okay. Phew. Yeah. Recently. I like the Pistons a lot. So. I agree. I like the Pistons a lot too. But I'm, I'm not going to say. going to be the one to go. Yeah, it just makes the most sense. Now let's move over here. The Wizards, Jazz, Nets, Pacers are all interested in John Collins. I'm going to throw at you four trades. Wizards offer you Kyle Kuzma and Will Barton. And yeah, Kyle Kuzma, Will Barton. The Jazz offer you Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt and or Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt and Kelly Olynyk for the Holiday Bros and John Collins. The Nets offer you Joe Harris and Cam Thomas with Patty Mills for John Collins. And the Pacers also offer you Buddy Heald and Jalen Smith. Which of those deals would you take? Uh, the last one was pretty interesting because they need shooting so badly, but I would probably go with the Jazz. Which Jazz deal? When you said uh, with a Linux or without a Linux, <laughs> with a Linux, <laughs> yeah, definitely with a Linux. Which is closer? What do you think is John Collins' value? Um, you know those chewy granola bars. Yeah, chewy granola bars. I don't like, need by Quaker Oats. Yeah, like probably the variety pack from Costco. So Kirkland, Kirkland. Yeah, the Kirkland brand. So not not uh, nothing crazy. There's just a, there's just the labels thrown on it. Essentially, is what gives it its value. No, I'm just kidding, John. I I think I don't think it's worth. I don't think Kuzma. I don't think they'll do it on Kuzma because of the contract, just in case, and Barton. But it's you should be able to get valuable role players like all those trades to help your team throw a Band-Aid type thing on it. I, I'm not a huge fan of that Nets trade, but I think all the other ones. Make okay, it. wait. We have some breaking news oh, that we got to pivot. Trade? No, but it's about a Cavs three-team trade. Cavs are negotiating a three-team trade right now. Cool. All right, let's go. Let's go back. Let's hit this. All right. Holy We have Woj live here. Oh, good morning, Thomas. Good morning, Thomas. Woj is hopping on the show. So, Mark Stein of the Stein Line says, the Cleveland Cavaliers have been looking to add another wing shooter to their rotation. The pursuit has the Cavs considering a three-team trade with the Atlanta Hawks and the Utah Jazz. This is currently being reported as of right now. Okay? And the reason for this being as interesting as it's interesting is so what, what's going on is the Cavs are considering a three-team trade to land Malik Beasley, all right? And it's interesting due to the fact that this is a guy that the, the Cavaliers, you know, talked with Utah uh, to bring in Donovan Mitchell. Now the Cavaliers have been looking to add another wing shooter because Karis LeVert, Jetty Osman, Dean Wade, and Lamar Stevens haven't cut it. And with that pursuit, the Cavs, as we aforementioned, are considering a three-team trade with the Utah Jazz and the Atlanta Hawks. In the rumored construction of this trade framework, Cleveland would land Malik Beasley from Utah. 
The Jazz would acquire John Collins, who they've been rumored interest in for months. The Hawks would likely acquire players from both the Cavaliers and the Utah Jazz, with Karis LeVert potentially being included in the deal. Beasley's averaging 13.8 points, three and a half rebounds in 46 games off the bench for the Jazz. The seventh-year guard has one more year on his deal and is shooting 40% from the field and 36% from the arc. Again, he's primarily a three-point shooter. One potential holdup for the Utah is taking on the remainder of Collins' contract. The Jazz have asked the Hawks for draft compensation for taking on $102 million that Collins is owed through the 2025-26 season. Now, for me, when I look at this deal, if they're offering themselves – because it would obviously be Karis LeVert and Jared Vanderbilt being sent there, which is only about $22 million. So you're wondering if the Utah Jazz are like, okay, we'll just send you Jared Vanderbilt. And the Hawks are like, nah, send us Jared Vanderbilt and Simone Fontecchio, and we'll take. So listen to this. Would you do this? Would you do this? You send Malik Beasley to the Cavs, and then you get, you know, obviously – you send to the Jazz John Collins, and then you send Karis LeVert to the Cavaliers, and the Jazz send themselves. The Jazz send Jared Vanderbilt and Simone Fontecchio to the Hawks. So the Hawks get Karis LeVert, Simone Fontecchio, and Jared Vanderbilt. So they get a power forward center and Jared Vanderbilt. They get a small forward power forward and Simone Fontecchio to replace Danilo Gallinari. And then they get Karis LeVert to replace Kevin Herter, who can play shooting guard, small forward. And now this team might be complete. All right. What are your thoughts right there? Mm. You didn't like that? I guess so. I think you're a hater. I guess. I guess that's a fine trade. I don't know. I'd, I'd rather the Cavs say – all set and trade Karis LeVert for THJ straight up, but that's just me. THJ? Yeah. Taylor Horn Tucker? Ooh. Taylor Horn Fucker? No, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Oh, you like that? You like Tim Hardaway better? Karis LeVert straight up? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I kind of like Malik Beasley better. He's cheaper. He's cheaper. And he, 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 he knows how to hit those threes. How did that money work for the Cavs? Because Karis is on a fatty. So the way the money would work is Karis Levert's making $18 million and Malik Beasley's making 15.58. So actually, in this deal, the also the Utah Jazz, they would be sending out, if they did this deal, they'd be bringing in $38 million total in salary because John Collins sure. is 23, Malik and and Karis LeVert is 18. So that's actually $41 million in salary. So I don't specifically know. And the assumption is if maybe they trade Mike Conley, they could get this done. But my assumption is, is then you're sending out Malik Beasley. That's 15.5. So then you, you, if you also send out somebody like Jared Vanderbilt and Simone Fontecchio, that right there is another 7.5. So that brings you to 23. So you can take on John Collins contract, but so wait, yeah, you're only taking on John Collins' contract. So Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt and Simone Fontecchio, and you're only taking on John Collins' contract because I just confused myself right there. You take on John Collins' contract, okay? That's the only contract you're getting. That's basically the only player you're getting. Maybe you get a pick. You send out $23 million. You need to take in 23 because John Collins is making 23. So Simone, Jared, and 
and Malik. That's 23. Malik goes to the Cavs. Jared and Simone go to the Hawks. John Collins comes from the Hawks. Karis LeVert from the Cavs goes to the Hawks. So the Hawks end up with three players. The, the Jazz end up with Collins, and the Cavs end up with Malik. Malik's 15.5 compared to the 18 that Karis makes. And John Collins makes 23. Malik Beasley is making 15, 15 a year. Malik Beasley is making 15.58 this year. And then next year, he has a team option for 16.5 on the season. They live in a simulation. You don't like it? No, that's fine. I think it's definitely an interesting, you know, how it's playing out. I wonder. I, I wonder. Why, these, why is there so much money? Why are these guys getting paid so much money? Because the TV deal is like huge. Like the who? I live in a society where Malik Beasley's making sixteen mil a year for playing basketball. It's just crazy. That sounds so mean to Malik Beasley. I'm sorry, Malik. I know it, it was. It was a little mean, but well, I'm just. It's just crazy. These guys are getting paid absurd amounts of money, but <laughs> it's hard to constitute it in my in my head. I guess they bring in a lot of money, but. I don't know. I just feel like the, the deal one. the deal makes sense to me in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The deal. Yeah. Like it could have been worse, you know. John Collins gets traded for that, though. I'll be pretty. I'll be. I'll be laughing. Really? Oh yeah. I don't think it's a terrible deal. I think the Hawks win in that deal. They get three players. They get a replacement for. Simone Fontecchio is not going to play on this team. Dude, Simone would play. We both he's know He's not going to play. We both know he's not going to play. Simone would play. Like once every week. No, nah, you'd be their Danilo Gallinari 2.0. I don't think they're just going to throw him in the Danilo Gallinari role. Really? That would be cool. I want that, though. Good thought, right? I, I, I do want that to happen, but I thought that would happen for the Utah Jazz. And I never did, except maybe twice. Yeah, they they flashed him a few games, and then they're yeah. like, "Up, oh, that's all. That's all the Simone you'll get this season." Yeah. So, I mean, are you right about that? Yeah, but ah, I don't know. I think it's definitely interesting to see this this deal. It was obviously it's going to be interesting because we've been waiting for a John Collins trade for how many months now? Two years. Yeah, ever since he got in the league. No, ever since he signed that contract. Since the start of the show, we've been discussing John Collins' trade rumors. It's been long. We started this show in 2002. So. Yeah, since he was born, we've been talking about them. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What? What year was John Collins born? Oh, Nick Upton has came. Oh, into- finally. It's 1997, thank God. If if John Collins was born in like 2003, I'd cry. I would literally cry. Damn, Armando. <laughs> I wasn't trying to destroy Bootstab. You went back into the show. What I was saying was I was joking. Did well, I don't know if you... I was joking. Hey. Nikola Vucevic is not a fourth option, you fucker. Maybe he's a third. Yeah, he's a third with a point guard who's coherent and not named Ayo Desumu. That's on that. I don't mean Ayo's not coherent. I mean like an actual starting point guard like Lonzo Ball that we have on our team. All right, you know what time it is, though, bud? 
It's closing time. It's closing. You gotta time. go, but you can't stay here. <laughs> Let's everyone head on over to FS1. Our uh, Skip and Shannon are uh, are up next. <laughs> Alrighty. Let's get right into today's episode of Pertal. You know what time it is. It's a game that we like to play before the end of every episode, and that is Pertal. Here we go. Let's see who's in. Well, that's far this. away. Huh? That's far away. What? The Pertal. Is it too nice. far? Yeah, there you go. All right. Um, that's um, Austin Rivers. It's a really good guess. Oh, so he played for Minnesota. Okay. Um, who did Minnesota trade away this summer? Uh, I know what it is. <laughs> I don't fucking know who this is. <laughs> He's in the East. Oh, never mind. Then he played for Minnesota. It's Rudy Gobert. No, it's not. Oh, um, I have one guess. That's not it. Who? Well, I don't want to use two straight guesses. It'd be great if you guessed them. Um, at, like just coincidentally. Okay, I'm just trying to guess my former Timberwolves. Oh, he's not a guard, so it's not him. <laughs> yeah, this guy is old. Um, that was a good guess, right? Oh, wait, wait, wait! I have the answer. Wait, 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 wait! Oh, and no, I don't. Thought it was June Butler. Oh, D Rose. No, it's not a good guess because he's not a guard. But I guess you got some stuff off for us. No, it's not Darius Saric. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who were on those Timberwolves teams with like Tom Thibodeau. Yeah. He's not in the Atlantic. I like guards. Thirty-four. He's what the kids call an old head. Who's thirty-four? What if he's still? still on? Oh yeah, yeah. Who's oh, in the uh, East? oh no, it's not Bismack Biombo. It wouldn't be Ishmael. No. It wouldn't be Ricky. It's on the couch. Wow. So. It's. Who the fuck? Kevin Love. It's Kevin There's Love. No way... it's no That's way it's Kevin Love. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh... <laughs> Hey, you saved the. Oh, I thought it was a guard. No. I don't know why you thought that. I don't know after I we knew it, after the first guess, we knew it wasn't a guard, and then you went with the guard and Derek Rose, and it still wasn't a guard. <laughs> I was convinced it was a guard. 
Ooh. I also um, already, while we were recording that Malik Beasley thing, I made a video of that. Yeah, you've been doing that a lot. I just, when I do my rants, <laughs> I just record on my computer and then I edit it. It's genius. Because I, I only record. Genius is the right I word record my rants. I would say it's efficient. Yeah, you're efficient. Ish. Your mom. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still like a formative video. But... I'm, I'm about to put more to it. I'm about to add to it. If um if my car is completely dead, do I, uh, and I need a new battery, probably, do you think I should call like roadside care first or? You need a new battery in your car? Probably. How far do you live from like an auto zone? Well, that, like, I, that's what's not. Do you have tools? Because you do it yourself. Like, can you Uber to the no. store, buy a battery? Okay, yeah, then call roadside assistance. And if I need a new battery, they'll, like, tow it there? To the to the, your shop? Yeah. Yeah, like, if you have, Jeez. like, my, my, I'm with Geico, and I have Geico roadside assistance, which allows me up to 200 miles of towing to a, a shop. Oh, damn. So look into your, your plan. Okay. Like, it varies. Yeah. All right. Well, we're back to our new time. What did you think of it, Jackson? I uh, I really liked it. It was good. It was efficient. Yeah. We did good with our time. I'm, it's been an hour now, so I think I've woken up. I'm 100% awake. The first 20 minutes, there was a few yawns, but yeah. then it was gone. Then I was awake. My roommates probably fucking hate me. We were trying to sleep. I yeah, I mean, I think like past and eight o'clock. Like toad, past eight o'clock in the morning, anything kind of goes. Yeah, I feel like seven thirty and earlier, <laughs> asshole. But anything after seven early, seven thirty, it's like start your day, bitch. Yeah, right. Figure it out. Figure it out, bro. All right, that was fun. All right, it's it's ten a.m. Eastern time. This stream's gonna have five hundred views. Hopefully, we used to do that when we would do it in the mornings. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's it, guys. I hope. Hey, Thomas Barry, thank you for showing up. Bruno, Nick, who else do we have? We have this new guy, Armando Calapez Production, Peterkin. <laughs> All right, everybody who showed up today. All right. I wanted to go home. Can't yeah, see we'll miss you. your boy during your boys during Tubby time in a non weird predatory way. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. If you guys yeah. did enjoy this show, be a friend and tell a friend, but we'll be back later. Go Au revoir. Au revoir. I'm going to go get high after I make a couple of videos. <laughs> Goodbye. I got to start a job on TV as a journalist tomorrow. Well, I'm not on. I got to earn TV time, but I got into South Florida. Four for four right now in the, the grad programs. Waiting on Miami and FAU. All right. All right. You get a new tattoo? Or you've always had that no. one? No. no. Do you get any new tattoos? No. Do you get any, get any new ones? I got this neck tat. <laughs> Just a bird. <laughs> That's... Just this uh, massive new tree on my forearm. <laughs> yeah, just a sleeve. You just pull out like, like a fucking colorful <laughs> sleeve. All right. <laughs> All right, boys. Have a good one. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Take care. Ciao. Ciao.